America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me, 5 o'clock. Good morning. It is Thursday, December 28th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Steady rain this morning. It was Pretty intense overnight. Showers continue into this afternoon, the high 54. And then tonight and overnight, those showers continue, low 47. And Friday, a mix of sun and clouds, high 56. So we have to wait till Friday to see the clouds and showers go away. If you are walking out the door with us right now, 48 and raining in Oyster Bay out on Long Island, 51 and raining in Brick down in New Jersey. And it is 49 and raining outside our Midtown studios. A whole lot to get to as we work our way up to a special edition of Sid and Friends in the Morning. It was not easy getting to our studios here on 3rd Avenue. You may have seen there was this um, asbestos, well, they thought it was, an asbestos steam pipe leak that uh, had much of uh, the east side between, let's say, uh, 2nd and Lexington in the 50s shut down. The actual leak took place at East 52nd near 2nd Avenue, and it was actually a son and a dad. You know one of those pipes they have set up in the street where there's stream coming out of it, and you kind of wonder, what what's coming out of this thing? Well, they were looking at it, Yesterday, or now it's two days ago, so it was today's uh, Thursday, so Wednesday, so it was Tuesday night. They were looking at this, and they said, wow, there's more steam coming out of this than should be. A number, you know, they they were like, we've seen this before, but not like this. So they, and I guess others, reported what ended up being this leak. There was a fear that it was asbestos that had escaped into the air. And so they rushed in Con Ed. They rushed in emergency services. They shut down traffic on this side of Manhattan. It's still shut down at this hour. Anyone could be expected to be anxious seeing all this activity that's taking place, uh, but the first responders and our team and our other agencies responded appropriately and accordingly in a timely manner to get this under control. Yeah, okay, so when I went out to my car, uh, which is parked on 51st Street in a the garage there, there were people wearing masks, like a lot of them, who seemed official types, and I thought, wow, maybe I should be wearing one as well. We recommend New Yorkers living in the area wear masks and stay indoors while we complete the cleaning. All right, so then they started to do this cleaning. They were then testing the steam pipe leak. Uh, it did not show elevated levels of asbestos, but they continued to urge neighbors and workers like me to wear masks if they were out and about. Steam uh, pouring out. Uh, an official with Con Ed says the leak started at probably about 2 a.m. Wednesday morning and progressively worsened before the leak was capped and the main was totally turned off 
about 6.45 a.m. We expect these operations to take at least a few days, possibly more, uh, just because it is a big area. Yeah, and this man who lives in the neighborhood, this one I told you about, who was with his son, who noticed this unusual amount of steam coming from the ground Tuesday night. He thought it was odd. He took pictures. He describes what he saw. When I woke up, there was hazmat suits, guys everywhere. That's obviously his son first. There were people testing. There was cars. There was police. There was ambulances, fire people. Everybody was there. I was like... What is going on? The first thought was it had to be that pipe that we had seen the night before. We're literally right on that same block. And um, as we went onto the balcony and we saw that just the dust was everywhere, as he mentioned, the hazmat suits were there. The building, the guys called upstairs, asked us to put our masks on to stay inside. It almost looked like a light coating of snow on a couple of blocks. And that's what you might guess had some people freaked out. And they're saying it is okay. Uh, They were going to do this whole cleanup over the last... Well, now 24 hours. The heavy rain overnight, no doubt, has probably helped that cleanup in a big way, washing away a lot of this. Um, but East 51st to East 54th from 1st to Lexington Avenues, uh, still closed at this hour. I, um, uh, I snuck through. I got to be honest. So there are barricades at every street. So when I got to 51st Street, there was a cop there, and I went around the barricade, and I said, if he stops me, he stops me. He didn't. Then I made it to um, uh, to where my garage was, and there was another cop car there. And I said, well, just worked on the first one. Let me just drive through the second one. And I drove through the second one, and all of a sudden the lights and the buzzers go off on the police car. And I said, I'm just trying to get to work to my garage. And he couldn't have been friendlier. He said, hey, go keep going. So... Uh, clearly, whatever emergency they thought was taking place yesterday, they have pulled back that panic and they say everything seems to be OK. Uh, but uh, the barricades are still there at this hour. Not clear when they're coming down. We reached out to City Hall to get a sense of when that might end. We have not heard back. So we'll follow that story, of course. Keep it here. 77 WABC hospitals in the city. Choosing now to reinstate their mask policies in recent days after the CDC stating that COVID RSV and flu are seeing big spikes in the area. It is running through the radio station like nobody's business. You might hear I have a little bit of in my voice. Lots of people going down for the count. Dr. Elias Yosef of uh, Kings County Hospital says the increase of these three illnesses, COVID, RSV, and the flu, he says it's no shock. And uh, it's always this time of year as people travel across the country and then bring back viruses from where they came. We're seeing a rise in three different viral patterns at this time. Uh, COVID, as usual, during this time of the year. But this time it's also accompanied by an RSV rise as well as a rise in influenza. Yeah, so since Thanksgiving, all New York City health and hospital locations made the decision to reinstate their masking policy to include all perimeters of the hospital as more patients are showing up, some testing positive for more than one illness, which, of course, is always a lot of fun. We just finished the holiday season. Many people have gathered, and now we're going to see an anticipated rise in the near future. But also the weather has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah, so it's this time of year. None of this is a shock. According to city data, uh, COVID hospitalizations from November compared to last week have gone up about 36%. So that's concerning. And if you're worried about that, of course, it might be a good idea to mask up or get the COVID booster. Use universal precaution. Wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Um, 
please respect people's space. Yeah, I love when you ask a New Yorker what you should do, and that's the answer they give you. Use universal precaution. Wash your hands. Yeah. Use hand sanitizer. Stuff your mom would say to you. Um, please respect people's space. You know, the first thing I do when I come in, we have shared desks. And uh, I never would have done this years ago. This is definitely a COVID thing where I come in and I pull out my Clorox uh, cleaning sheets and I wipe down every part of my desk because I know someone's been here before me. And didn't matter. I got something anyway. WABC News Time 509. A tourist from Singapore fell to her death while snapping pictures with her husband on the edge of a cliff in a New York State Park. Boy, we've heard this story before. I don't know if this was one of these where they wanted to get the most exciting picture of all time for Instagram, wherever else they were going to post it. Nor Asia Binte, 39 years old, plunging 70 feet after slipping off the cliff while on a hiking trip with her husband in the Hudson Valley. The woman and husband had stopped to take photos at the edge of this cliff on the Beacon Hill Trail in Minnewaska State Park when apparently she lost her footing and went over the side. You've seen this before at the uh, Grand Canyon and other big sites where people want to get that ultimate Instagram shot, that ultimate social media post, and they slip and fall. Don't know if that's the case here, but sure sounds like it. Her husband called 911, and you can imagine just completely panicked. That led to multiple agencies converging on the scene in this park in Rochester. New York State Police's uh, aviation unit. Uh, racing in, they hoisted this uh, woman from where she landed. Uh, she was rushed to Ellenville Regional Hospital. That's up in Ulster County. And unfortunately, that's where she was pronounced dead. The police say there is an investigation underway, but they do not suspect anything suspicious happened here. 511, let's bring it back into the city. Mayor Adams announcing an executive order requiring charter bus companies carrying migrants to give a 32-hour notice now before arriving in the city. This is following some chaos Tuesday night where some buses showed up from the Texas border unannounced. Uh, They now can arrive. This is the uh, order sent out by Mayor Adams yesterday, the executive order. The buses can now only arrive between 8.30 a.m. and noon, Monday through Friday, and can only drop off passengers at one location unless otherwise directed by the city. Uh, The directive goes on to say failure to do so could result in a Class B misdemeanor, possible fines, and even the buses being impounded. So these buses showed up on Tuesday night. They It was a complicated thing. They were uh, flown to Kennedy Airport. The flight had to be diverted to Philadelphia because of weather. Then the buses came from Philadelphia here. Anyway, apparently nobody knew they were arriving. And the mayor says that's not good. We really are saying to bus operators and companies, uh, do not participate in Governor Abbott's uh, actions, and we want them to take the appropriate actions of being responsible. The mayor saying that he believes that Governor Abbott did this purposely, misdirected these buses, and that the information is not coming in like it should. Uh, they say this latest tactic by Abbott is an escalation of a strategy to export migrants to major cities like New York and Chicago. Haven't heard from the governor about that, but here's the mayor yesterday. We really are saying to bus operators and companies, uh, do not participate 
and Governor Abbott's uh, actions, and we want them to take the appropriate actions of being responsible. Yeah, but let me point out, New York City is the only city that has been on the receiving end of unscheduled, uncoordinated arrivals. Uh, Every other city says they've been alerted that these buses are going to arrive. Last week, Abbott's office acknowledged it flew more than 120 migrants to Chicago. The latest arrival in New York City comes as this unrelenting flow of migrants continues to squeeze the city's resources. The city says it's all close to 16,000 new migrants arrive here every month. So last week, officials say more than 4,000 migrants arrived in the city. During a news conference on the matter on Tuesday, Adams once again assured that the city needs more help from the federal government. In fact, City Hall members made 10 trips to Washington, D.C. during 2023 Asking for financial help. They got some, but nowhere near what they say they need. The mayor has suggested that the there's 160,000 migrants in the city's care right now and that it will cost the city about $4 billion over the next year to take care of those migrants. The feds so far have given them just a, a couple hundred million, nowhere near what they need to do that. Uh, the mayor says he's confident at some point he'll get the money from the feds, and he says he'll be back in Washington next year to ask again. 514, in the first two months of the fiscal year, there have been 30 illegal immigrants caught at the southern border whose names appear on the FBI's terror screening database. That's, uh, of course, scary for people who live and work in South Texas right there. Sure, absolutely. It is a concern when you have so many people. That's Monica Weisberg-Stewart. She's with the Texas Border Coalition, says this is a warning for the rest of the nation. Most migrants who sneak in from Mexico do not stay in Texas. They meet families in other big cities, and that raises the risk of another terror attack. It comes across as uncontrolled management. It is not good. It's not good for us who live down here on the border because they're not stopping here. They're going to the rest of the country, which others are starting to feel. All right, we'll have more on that story in just a moment. 515, let's do 77 WABC Sports. Diego, give me some of my sports music. I'm going to do this alone, so I'm going to do everything today apparently. Oh, I like that music. It's kind of nice. Thank you very much. Tommy DeVito taking a seat. Giants head coach Brian Dable announcing the veteran quarterback Tyrod Taylor going to start under center next week. DeVito benched in the second half of Monday night's loss to the Eagles. A nearly forgotten quarterback faces his former team when the Browns host the Jets for Thursday night football. Veteran Joe Flacco slated to get the start against the team he spent three seasons with. The Jets will be seeking their second consecutive victory after topping the Commanders in Week 16. A late comeback lifted the Devils' 4-3 victory over the Blue Jackets at the Rock last night. The Rangers have won back-to-back games now after rolling past the Capitals 5-1 at the Garden. The Islanders, they've dropped two of their last three after being blanked by the Penguins. The Isles shut out by Pittsburgh 7-zip at UBS Arena last night. The Bucks they blew out the Nets 144-122 at the Barclays Center. The Knicks have dropped two of their last three games after falling 129-120 to to the Thunder in Oklahoma City. And then later today, Rutgers ready for its final game of the season. The Scarlet Knights taking on the Miami Hurricanes this afternoon in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. It's a big name. At, yep, at Yankee Stadium. That's always a fun game to watch. Noam Layden, 77, WABC Sport. WABC News Time 518. Holiday Travelers 
may experience delays as they try to get back home. Of course, this rain not helping. Uh, here are some people at Reagan National Airport say things were bad there. There were a lot of delays yesterday. Uh, reporter Julia Juster was sort of watching the airport, too. The D.C. area airports have experienced roughly 50 delays, so not a perfect travel day. But passengers I spoke with were pleasantly surprised when they arrived here. Yeah, but by the end of the day, there were 3,000 delays, uh, 110 cancellations. A lot of the delays out of uh, San Francisco International Airport, they had uh, what they call low ceilings. Same with uh, Orlando International. It's got a ground delay due to low ceiling. Orlando, that is seeing many delays as well as several airports throughout Florida experiencing ground delays and departure delays. Yeah, lots seeing a lot of passengers who were worried about just getting somewhere uh, with plans to go to places like Disney World. We were worried about the rain. We were worried about the crowds. We were worried about the GW Parkway, which is under construction. We didn't want to travel over the Christmas holidays per se. Because it's just too much traffic and too many people. Yeah, we got to know if you're going to travel over the holidays. There's lots of other people traveling with you. These folks on their way to Disney World. We just checked our bag and we've gotten a couple of text messages that the flight's been delayed twice. I'm glad that the travel wasn't as bad today as I think it must have been pre-Christmas. I took a risk. I put my heavy coat in my luggage. So I hope it arrives back there. Trying to just get there before New Year's. You don't want that flight to be canceled. No. Don't even put that into the atmosphere. By the way, uh, so much better than it was a year ago when there were tens of thousands of cancellations and delays during the Christmas holiday. Uh, Did some of your friends and family jet off to Florida and leave you back here in the rain? Well, uh, this bad weather system has moved into Florida, and it's actually downright cold. Down in, like, the, the east coast metro of Miami and then the, going up the, the coast up to Palm Beach and probably going to be closer to 50. But other than that, it's going to be in the 40s everywhere else. Why does that make me smile as I sit back here in the rain to know that family and friends who are in Florida are stuck with temps? that in some places are in the 40s and the 30s, and this cold front could last until after New Year's. It's not going to be like extreme downpours, but there could just be some moderate to heavy rain at times. The frontal boundary will come in behind it, um, but that's what's going to create the rain before the front passes. And then once the front passes, we should see much drier conditions, but it's going to be cooler. Yeah, a whole lot cooler. It's going to be more of a steadier rain is what it looks like around the area. 521, the special counsel prosecuting Donald Trump for alleged election crimes seeking to block the former president from making political attacks during the trial. Special counsel Jack Smith asked the court on Wednesday to prohibit Trump's legal team from claiming the Biden administration directed the case to be brought against Trump for political reasons. Smith argued Trump has attempted to inject partisan political attacks and irrelevant and prejudicial issues into the case. The former president has maintained that the case against him is politically motivated. He's accused of conspiring to overturn the 2020 election. I'm Mark Mayfield. Odd moment for the presidential candidate Nikki Haley. She was doing a town hall in New Hampshire last night when someone asked about the Civil War and she what led to the beginning of it. And she mentioned uh, a whole bunch of things, but she never mentioned slavery. Well, here was her answer. What do you want me to say about slavery? No, um, 
Next question. The voter who asked the question said he found it astonishing. Slavery wasn't mentioned. The Democratic National Committee, of course, pouncing on this, responding by saying condemning slavery is a baseline for anyone who wants to be the president of the U.S. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert says she'll be changing her districts now in her bid to continue representing Colorado in Congress. The Republican announced on Facebook she will be moving to the 4th Congressional District in an attempt to fill the seat vacated by Ken Buck, who will not seek re-election after five terms. It's the right move for me personally, and it's the right decision for those who support our conservative movement. Bobert has represented the 3rd Congressional District since 2020. I'm Jim Forbes. All right, let's go overseas at 523. Israel expanding its ground invasion into refugee camps in the central part of the Gaza Strip. In the northern Gaza, the IDF gave reporter Josh Lederman a tour of what it says is the largest tunnel used by Hamas that was discovered so far. It is some two and a half miles long, big enough to drive a car through and reinforced with concrete and steel and now set for destruction by the Israeli military. Israeli forces calling the region a new battle zone as their war with Hamas rages on. There were two Israeli special forces officers standing with their guns drawn, uh, pointed in the direction of the distance within the tunnel, just in case any Hamas terrorists were to emerge. This all comes as communications blackout has impacted most of the Gaza Strip, which is causing issues when trying to help Palestinians injured in the fighting. There were these other legs that would go out sort of like a spider web. They presume uh, to potentially uh, the offices or homes of Hamas officials. The Gaza Health Ministry says more than 20,000 have been killed in Gaza since the start of the conflict when Hamas militants carried out their massacre inside of Israel. Israeli officials also say 153 soldiers have been killed in the fighting since it started back in October. South Korea has independently imposed sanctions on eight North Koreans for their involvement in arms trade and cyber activities banned under the UN Security Council's resolutions. South Korea's foreign ministry say the eight were involved in generating profits for the North Korean regime and financing nuclear weapons and missiles development. They also earned foreign currency through illegal cyber activities or stealing technology and trading sanctioned goods, including weapons. South Korea and the U.S. recently condemned the firing of a new intercontinental ballistic missile. The development comes also amid stalemate at the U.N. over North Korea's first spy satellite launch. Patrick Falk, Singapore. Speculation growing now that the British government is preparing to call a spring election after the next budget is announced on March 6th. It's expected to contain more tax cuts in an effort to woo voters to cast their ballots for the ruling Conservative Party. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak may go as far as eradicating inheritance tax, which currently sits at 40% for sums over a certain threshold. The announcement has added fuel to theories that a May vote will offer the Conservatives their best chance at re-election. Julia Chapman, London. 525, let's bring it back home. One half of a legendary brother comedy duo no longer with us. Trey Thomas reports he leaves behind a legacy of laughter. Tommy Smothers of the legendary Smothers Brothers comedy and music duo has passed away. His family in the National Comedy Center announced he died Tuesday at the age of 86 following a battle with cancer. Tommy's brother, Dick Smothers, says he is forever grateful to have spent a lifetime together with him. I'm Trey Thomas.
Maddie Madison is here with the latest technology news. Microsoft and OpenAI are being sued by the New York Times for copyright infringement. The lawsuit argues the companies illegally used articles from the Times to help train the artificial intelligence technology ChatGPT. The Times is the first major news publication to go after Microsoft and OpenAI. The newspaper claims the companies are responsible for billions of dollars in statuary and actual damages. Apple plans to release its virtual reality goggles in the next two months. The tech giant plans to sell its Vision Pro headsets at a price point of just under $3,500. Apple has scaled down sales expectations from 1 million to less than 400,000 units. And of all the celebrities who passed away this year, the late Matthew Perry was the most Googled. The search engine released its year in search for 2023, which gives the top five online searches for several categories, including celebrities who died over the past year. Topping the list was the late friends actor who passed away in October at the age of 54. That's WABC's Maddie Madison. Let's take a look at the numbers, the opening bells, uh, or the opening bell rather, rings this morning after stocks closed slightly higher on Wednesday at the closing bell. The Dow rose 111 points, S&P 500 rose 6, the Nasdaq jumped 24 points. 77 WABC. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Thursday, December 28th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. That steady rain you saw overnight going to continue into this morning. Showers continue also this afternoon. The high 54. Tonight and overnight, yeah, more showers, low 47. And then Friday, finally, we'll see the sun. Sun clouds, high 56. If you are walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 48 and raining in Oyster Bay out on Long Island. 51 and raining in Brick down in New Jersey. And it is 49 and uh, we'll call it overcast skies outside our Midtown studios. We'll start this half hour with our old friend George Santos. I guess he wasn't getting enough attention. Seeking more with this uh, rant that he put up on X, of course, formerly Twitter. For nearly two minutes, George Santos went off, claiming his car had been broken into late Tuesday night in Queens. He drops the F-bomb about a dozen times. He blames Mayor Adams for crime in the city. Uh, he apparently filed a police report where he claims after his car was broken into that $180 worth of gifts were missing. Uh, here's a little bit of his craziness, uh, George Santos. Oh, let's try this again. Here's a little bit more of George Santos. Hey, y'all. George Santos here. <sighs> Do you want to know what I got for Christmas? Uh, Mayor Adams. You are so good at running this city. The Christmas gift I got is, it's a first for me. I've never thought I'd experience this in my life, but I guess we're back to New York City in the 70s. Look at this freshly broken car glass. Yeah, look at that, Mayor Adams. This is the city you're running. You are a cop, right? You piece of shit. Is that what you do? Is that how you're keeping the city safe, you f***ing animal? So I have to deal with this now, and it's December 26th. Ain't this lovely? Lovely, I say. Oh, by the way, did I mention it's a brand new car? Like, literally, a brand 
in your car. Now, I think he was trying to juice his cameo numbers with that rant, but there is an interesting side story to that rant. So there he was. You hear him uh, blaming Mayor Adams, talking about how his car was broken into, how it's a new car. Well, good job by Eyewitness News. They um they sent somebody over to where the car was, and when they did, there was an attendant there from the car company Carvana. Carvana is one of these car companies where you can buy the car online and they deliver it to you. Well, they were there to actually pick up George Santos's car, and um, when they were loading that car onto a truck, all four windows were rolled up and none of them were broken. Okay, that was the first thing that Eyewitness News noticed. They also um, asked the attendant, did um, George Santos report that the car had been broken into in his paperwork when he was returning the car? They said, no, he had not. Then they asked, was this a new car, which he claimed in the video it was? No, they said it was a used vehicle and that he had told them he decided he didn't like it, which is what you can do with Carvana. And that's why they were there to pick it up. So now, of course, this begs the question of a guy who's already in a ton of trouble for things much bigger than this is, did he file a police report that was untrue? If that's the case, of course, he'd be in a heap of trouble. The problem is he's already in a heap of trouble for all kinds of other things, uh, using donor, allegedly using donor campaign cash to pay for spa treatments, new clothes, and to pay off debt. But that's George Santos's latest ramp. Out on Long Island, very odd, 82 Long Islanders from 30 different houses have been displaced just over the last seven days following a string of house fires. It's unusual to see that number so high in a short period of time. The Red Cross says they've been really busy responding to help these families, especially, of course, Christmas time, terrible time. Um, these all taking place between December 18th and December 26th. Every December, it seems like the week before Christmas becomes the busiest. And I'm pretty sure it's because people are gathering with their families. Nassau County Fire Chief says there's been a noticeable uptick in residential fires uh, leading up to Christmas, of course, which he says is an unfortunate coincidence. He does say uh, several of these fires blamed on space heaters and extension cords, and he says that does happen during the winter months. There's definitely been an uptick of fires the past couple of days. People are using uh, extension cords more readily. They're using power strips. They're using space heaters. Uh, and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, and he's just warning families to be careful, especially when people are coming over. You're having lots of family over. Make sure they're using devices and extension cords that are reliable. Uh, what's been nice, though, is the families who were pushed out of these homes by their fires have been helped in a huge way, not just by the Red Cross, which is always there. But in one case, this family said they got a call. And they said um, from a family they did not know who said, meet us at the supermarket. We have some things for you. And they showed up with boxes of new clothes and gifts for the family. The outreach has been incredible from the community. It is amazing. So uh, nice. Uh, sorry that those people were pushed out their homes, but nice to hear that people have responded in such a positive way. WABC News Time 539. New York's minimum wage going to increase New Year's Day depending on where you are in the state. So the hourly rate will go from 15 to 16 bucks here in the city, Westchester and out on Long Island. It'll increase from 14.20 an hour to 15 bucks across the rest of the state. 
But there are a lot of people who are saying, will that even be enough to keep people out of poverty? Supporters of the increase hope this will afford some rising cost of living, uh, ultimately putting money back into the local economy. Um, and um, But they say it's not enough. Here are some people who say it should be higher. A lot of people have to get food stamps and live on the system because they're not making enough. Rent increasing, the cost of gas, transportation, so it definitely should be 20 bucks or more. No doubt it costs a lot more to live in New York than it has in a while. A $16 hourly wage at a full 40-hour week comes out to about 640 a week or about $33,000 for the year before taxes. It's not a whole lot of money. Yonkers City Councilman and the owner of Yonkers Brewing Company, uh, John Rubo, says, um, you know, he's in favor of raising the minimum wage. But he says, don't forget the business owners like him because they have to find a place to cut costs to make up for those pay raises. All employees, full-time employees, deserve to, to make a, a, um, an honest wage, a living wage. Business owners are going to look where, where can they cut. Uh, maybe they'll reduce their labor or how can they pass that on to the consumer? Now, there's been a real big push in New York to go to 20 bucks an hour. Um, but right now, uh, starting New Year's Day, it'll be 16 bucks an hour. This uh, rain that we're seeing, and it was pretty intense overnight. If you were not awake, it was like really coming down. It is just more misery for some of the people in New Jersey affected by all that flooding last week. If you were watching the Passaic River crested a way above flood stage uh just drowning people well not they're literally but in their homes uh fairfield and in patterson and in passaic uh, you had people who had their floods uh just floodwaters ruining their homes and um now they're worried of course about this new rain and what it might do as people try to clean up the mess that's left behind from the rain that took place last week we live here from about six years Nothing happened like this time. Never. My wife's care. Yeah, so if you drive through these neighborhoods, couches, televisions, toys, all kinds of stuff, sitting out on the block waiting to be picked up by sanitation crews, all of it just damaged by the water. In some places, we talked to a family in Lincoln Park where the flooding was really bad there. Uh, This woman had just bought her home and had just moved her three kids in. And the flood had taken over the entire first floor of her house. They, it got so bad they had to move to the second floor and be rescued by first responders. Uh, then we have the, this guy, Sandro Estocan. His basement filled with about three inches of storm water. He has a water pump there because he's had issues before. But he says that water pump was completely overwhelmed. And he's worried about this current rain and what it might do. No, I get scared when I see... The pump stopped working because they get full of sand and they block it, the pump. So I was not able to do nothing. I just tried to later on to try to, to remove the, the sand from the pumps and put it back to work again. Yeah, he hasn't been so successful, he says. The bad news is it is expected to rain all day and into tonight. Dozens of pro-Palestinian demonstrators arrested yesterday after disrupting traffic at JFK Airport. Port Authority cops, they weren't really messing around. When these demonstrators showed up and closed off access to the airport, they pretty much arrested them right away. 26 in all. This was um, uh, on the Van Wyck near Terminal 4, about 11 a.m. Freeze! 
free Palestine. The right to live in freedom. The protesters arrested for disorderly conduct, impeding traffic. Video shows uh, travelers who just got so frustrated trying to get into the airport, getting out of cabs and Ubers and Lyfts, and just walking to the terminal so they could make their flight on time. The right to live in Yeah, so during the disruption, the Port Authority actually dispatched two airport buses, offered rides to travelers so they could reach the airport safely. The roadway was open just before noon. Mayor Adams says the NYPD settlement over the 2020 Black Lives Matters demonstrations troubling. It comes as city deals with the surge in pro-Palestinian marches since Hamas's massacre in Israel on October 7th. The police department is extremely, have to be extremely more hesitant and actions that they would have uh, carried out in the past to, to keep the peace. Adams says that settlement a problem because it puts the city in a troubling direction. The NYPD has agreed to stop using a crowd control tactic known as kettling, which consists of hurting and confining protesters to one area before making arrests. However, the PBA is challenging the settlement, which means it's currently on hold. But uh, as soon as I read it, anyone who police this city... Uh, should be concerned about what's in the settlement. And he says it makes it harder to patrol these pro-Palestinian marches. The decision that came out of that agreement, I thought it put us on a very uh, troubling direction. And now you're seeing it. When you see, you know, a thousand people go to Grand Central Station and de- decide that they want to just close down Grand Central Station. Yeah, and he says they're worried as though, you know, everybody's got their phone out taping every bit of action against these protesters. 545. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk uh, at desk number three, Diego. We find our good friend Anthony Hopkins. Good morning, Anthony. Hey, good morning there, Gnome. Sports brought to you by Peerless Boilers, the world's best-built boilers. Both locals in action on the hardwood last night. The Knicks fell to the Oklahoma City Thunder despite 25 points from Julius Randle and 24 points from Jalen Brunson. And the Nets were at home where they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks 144-122. to 122. Jalen Wilson led the way for the Nets with 21 points in a losing effort. To the ice, the Rangers beat the Washington Capitals 5-1. Keandre Miller led the way for the Rangers with two goals and an assist. The Islanders got smoked by the Pittsburgh Penguins 7, yes, 7 to nothing. And at the Rock, the Devils snuck by the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-3. Football, the Jets will kick off the NFL's Week 17 on Thursday night football tonight as they face the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland at 8-15. And that's sports, brought to you by Peelers Boilers. Peelers Boilers, America's, of the world's best-built boilers. Go to PeelersBoilers.com or PavilionTankless.com for more information. For 77 WABC Sports, I'm Anthony Hopkins. Let's catch you up on the big stories of the morning. As Lori mentioned there, it's that steam pipe leak that's right outside our studios, Midtown Manhattan. Uh, Mayor Adams was urging residents who live in the area yesterday to wear masks or stay inside when possible as there was uh, this worry that um, there had been elevated levels of asbestos let into the air. That was not the case. Anyone could be expected to be anxious seeing all this activity that's taking place. Uh, but the first responders in our team and our other agencies responded appropriately and accordingly in a timely manner to get this under control. So the thought is, is this would take a couple of days to clean up. But the rain, no doubt, is probably helping that cleanup. It was intense overnight, washing away a lot of this dust that almost looked like a coating of snow on parts of the east side. We recommend New Yorkers living in the area wear masks and stay indoors 
while we complete the cleaning. So this leak was found about 2 in the morning on Wednesday, and that's when they moved in pretty quickly. Some people in the neighborhood were the first to see it. We expect these operations to take at least a few days, possibly more, uh, just because it is a big area. So, you know, it's one of those steam pipes, no doubt you've seen. If you walked around the city, it'll be in the middle of the street and steam's coming out. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, this one apparently was shooting off an enormous amount of steam. And that uh, set off alarms for people who just live in the neighborhood. They said it didn't look right. Here was a father and son who saw it. They took pictures of it and apparently reported it as well. When I woke up, there was hazmat suits, guys everywhere. There were people testing, there was cars, there was police, there was ambulances, fire people. Everybody was there. I was like, what is going on? The first thought was it had to be that pipe that we had seen the night before. We're literally right on that same block. And um, as we went onto the balcony and we saw that just the dust was everywhere, as he mentioned, the hazmat suits were there. The building, the guys called upstairs, asked us to put our masks on to stay inside. Fortunately, air quality tests have so far continued to come back negative for elevated levels of asbestos. Um, the uh, mayor, emergency management commissioner, uh, Zach uh, Iscall, expected to give us an update a little bit later this morning. My guess is the thought was this cleanup could take a couple of days, but going back to that heavy rain overnight, they have may, may have helped with it, and it, maybe they'll start to open up these streets. But you want to stay away from the 50s, um, uh, from 2nd Avenue to Lexington uh, in the 50s. Don't come anywhere near here today, because right now, all of it is closed down. Uh, watching on is the city flu rate has skyrocketed. So has COVID and RSV. Many hospitals in the city reinstating their mask policies in the recent days as they see this spikes. Dr. Elias Yosef, he's from Kings County Hospital. He's not surprised by the increases as it comes this time of year, every year. But um, he says the three sicknesses coming together have been rapid. And he says what they're seeing is a fair amount of patients who have more than one. So they'll have RSV and they'll have COVID, which is, I'm sure, a whole lot of fun. We're seeing a rise in three different viral patterns at this time. Uh, COVID, as usual, during this time of the year. But this time it's also accompanied by an RSV rise as well as a rise in influenza. So since Thanksgiving, all New York City health and hospital locations made the decision to reinstate their masking policy to include all perimeters of the hospital as more patients are showing up again, some of them testing positive for more than one thing. We just finished the holiday season. Many people have gathered and now we're going to see an anticipated rise in the near future. But also the weather has a lot to do with it as well. And by the way, probably only get a little worse now after the Christmas holiday, people jetting off across the country in record numbers, bringing back that flu and virus from wherever they came. According to city data, COVID hospitalizations from November compared to last week have gone up approximately 36%. So that's pretty high and concerning to city health officials. And then you just have regular New Yorkers, the wagging their fingers, say, just, you know, take care of yourself and you'll be okay. Use universal caution. Wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Um... Please respect people's space. Yeah, I mean, it's as easy as that. A tourist from Singapore falling to her death while snapping photos with her husband on the edge of a cliff in a New York State park. Noor Asiabente, she's 39 years old, fell 70 feet after slipping off the cliff on a hiking trip with her husband in the Hudson Valley region. Now, were they trying to get the ultimate Instagram shot? We don't know. The woman 
and her husband had stopped to take photos at the edge of this cliff on the Beacon Trail in Minnewaska State Park when apparently she lost her footing and went over the side. Her husband, as you might guess, completely panicked, called 911. That led to multiple agencies racing, converging on the scene inside this Rochester Park. New York State's police aviation unit, they were called in too. They were able to get to this woman, hoisted her from where she had landed. Uh, she was taken to Ellenville Regional Hospital. That's in Ulster County where she was pronounced dead. They are investigating this incident, but they don't think anything suspicious took place there. 553, Mayor Adams announcing an executive order requiring now that charter bus companies carrying migrants to give a 32-hour notice before arriving in the city. This is following some chaotic moments Tuesday night where some border, uh, some buses showed up with migrants and the city did not know that they were arriving. So this new executive order announced by the mayor yesterday means that uh, buses can only arrive between 8.30 a.m. and noon Monday through Friday and only drop off passengers at one location unless otherwise directed by the city. The mayor says failure to follow these new rules uh, couldn't end up with big possible fines uh, and uh, maybe even buses being impounded. Here was the mayor yesterday. We really are saying to bus operators and companies uh, do not participate in Governor Abbott's uh, actions, and we want them to take the appropriate actions of being responsible. Yeah, there was suggestion on the part of the mayor that Texas Governor Greg Abbott had purposely Maneuver this so buses were showing up without the notification. Uh, we didn't hear that, by the way, from any other city. This is the first time an accusation has been made that way. Here's more from the mayor yesterday. We really are saying to bus operators and companies uh, do not participate in Governor Abbott's uh, actions, and we want them to take the appropriate actions of being responsible. But again, New York City, the only city that has been on the receiving end of unscheduled, uncoordinated arrivals. Last week, Abbott's office acknowledged it flew uh, migrants to Chicago. The latest arrival in New York comes as just this unrelenting flow of migrants continues to squeeze the city's resources in such a huge way. The city says it's seeing close to 16,000 new migrants arrive here every month. Those are higher numbers than we saw last year. Last week, along with um, there were 4,000 that arrived in the city. Uh, The mayor says uh, the city needs more help. In fact, city hall officials made... 10 trips to Washington last year asking for help. The mayor says they'll continue to do that again this year. And that comes as in the first two months of the fiscal year, there have been 30 illegal immigrants caught at the southern border whose names appear on the FBI's terror screening database. Sure, absolutely. It is a concern when you have so many people. That's Monica Weisberg-Stewart with the Texas Border Coalition. She says this is a warning for the rest of the nation. She says that they arrive in her border town, but she says a lot of them are sent to other places around the country. So she says that's why you should be concerned, too. It comes across as uncontrolled management. It is not good. It's not good for us who live down here on the border. Now, we haven't given any information about who these people were or what their crimes were, but she says we should all be worried. Because they're not stopping here. They're going to the rest of the country, which others are starting to feel. Of course, we'll follow that story as well.